Welcome to episode two of Momentous Struggle, a Star Wars Shatterpoint podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to take a look into the first two transmissions in regards to gameplay. That came, the first one came out February 13th and the second one February 20th. As always, my name is Todd and I'm a miniature gamer. So the February 13th transmission was in regards to squad building. It gave us a little bit of information in, uh, in regards to how we put together the, the team that we're going to be bringing to the table. It also gave information into a little bit like what we can expect in the future. So let's jump into that first transmission uh, that will be linked in the show notes as well. So the first thing that they jump into with this transmission is what the the name that we will be bring of the unit that we'll be bringing to the table. It's actually called a strike force. Now the strike force is going to be composed of two squads. The squads are going to be composed of three different units. We're going to have a primary unit, a secondary unit, and a supporting unit. The transmission does specify that a unit can be composed of one or more models. Um, I think this is primarily going to be in regards to the supporting units, but it probably can relate to the secondary and primary units as well. I just don't see that being very common in comparison to the supporting units. So the biggest thing that we really need to look at when it comes to your squad building is your primary unit, because that's going to really define what we can actually have on the table. So in the in the transmission itself, it does give a look at the card for Ahsoka Tano Jedi No More, which is one of the four primary units in the core box. Uh, there are a couple of symbols uh, that do are of note or, or items of note on that card. The first one is in the upper left-hand corner. There is something called squad points. Um, and it, it and indicates eight squad points. What this is referring to is the total amount of points that Ahsoka Tano can bring with her when you are creating your squad. Uh, and I'll jump into that a little bit later uh, after we review this card. Uh, it also does have what they call an era symbol. Um, they do go into that a little bit more detail. The biggest thing to keep in mind with that is that there are going to be multiple eras that we that they're going to be in this game so that gives us a clue into future releases such as we might be seeing uh, during the galactic civil war maybe going back in the past to like old high republic days so there, there there's a lot of that gives a lot of potential for the the game's growth uh, in the upper right hand corner there is a symbol with a number three next to it they don't indicate in this transmission what that is, um, but they do show the fronts of a couple other cards. Um, the default squad for Ahsoka Tano is with Bo-Katan and her Mandalorian, her clan Mandalorians. Um, and they don't. And that that same symbol does exist in the upper right-hand corner of their cards, but doesn't have a number next to it like hers has a number three. The general consensus is this is probably in regards to for the, the force power or their, their 
ability to use the force, but that isn't confirmed in this particular uh, transmission. But going on to the cards uh, for Bo-Katan and her Mandalorian, her clan Mandalorians, they, in the upper left-hand corner, they have what's called, instead of having the squad points, they have point cost. And each one of them have a four. Uh, if you look at the bottom of their cards, after their name, it does say, um, like after Ahsoka's name, it says primary unit, indicating she's a primary unit. Um, underneath Bo-Katan's car card, at the very bottom, it does indicate secondary. And with the just the Mandal clan Mandalorians, uh, it does have uh, something indicating supporting units. Um, and, and it does have two... Um, meeple looking things at the bottom as well underneath the clan Kreese uh, Mandalorian which would which indicates that those are going to probably be two models um, seeing how that's what it looks like on the, from the core box anyway um, so and, and if you look underneath Bo-Katan it only has the one and so on so th that showing those eight points is going to be filling out what you can do for uh, Ahsoka's squad they do go on to say in your squad building that you can you don't you aren't confined to those particular units you can go ahead and mix and match but you are restricted by that squad point for your primary unit um, one of the other restrictions also is in regards to that era symbol um, as I said before, they do show the, the, the symbol on Ahsoka's card and Bo-Katan and, and probably everyone that's going to be in this core set, their Clone Wars, is the era. They do also show a Galactic Civil War symbol, meaning that we are going to be seeing Galactic Civil War era characters as well. So, that being said, you cannot have Ahsoka Tano with, say... Luke Skywalker or Han Solo, something, someone from the Galactic Civil War era in the same squad. That is not to say that you can't have them on the table together, though. They do uh, indicate that within your school, your strike team, you can have two separate squads from two different eras. So you could have a Anakin Skywalker. Um, led team along with say a in, in one squad and if it does come down a Luke Skywalker led squad in uh, as your other squad in your strike team so father son fighting side by side on the battlefield sounds like it would be pretty pretty interesting to see they do go on as well to indicate that you cannot have the same named character uh, in the same squad or strike team for that matter the biggest piece of this is, is the biggest indication of this is looking at say Ahsoka Tano's primary card where she's Ahsoka Tano Jedi no more and the pre-order early release card of Padawan Ahsoka Tano is, is a secondary unit so she cannot be but you cannot have both of those Ahsokas in your strike team at the same time because that's just breaking the laws of reality in time. So that's what we're looking at with that is that she can't in your restriction of deck building. I'm sorry, squad building. It does say that this rule of named units does not just um, 
apply to specific named units such as Anakin Skywalker, Ahsoka Tano, th- people that those named characters, but it actually does also apply to the unnamed characters. So you can't have multiples of the first of the like say five of first clone troopers or B one battle droids in your strike team. So you you ha- may have to be have a little bit of diversity when you're building your team. You can't just repeat rinse and repeat your your secondary units. Um, and, and part of that, I think, is to to add to the dynamic of what you're putting on the table. Um, but they do also talk about go on to talk about synergies and why that this is important. So they do give a indication of what is probably the backside of Captain Rex's um, character card. Um, they only show one of the five. Uh, I'm going to say abilities or, or powers that that Rex has, as well as at the very bottom, it, it does have like his tags. Um, it says 501st Clone Trooper Galactic Republic. So those are going to be important when it comes to the abilities that in- individuals have. Um, and the one ability that they show uh, for Captain Rex is. A move called, or a, an ability called "Get a Move On Soldier." It, this reads: At the start of the unit's activation, choose a character in this, in this unit or an allied Galactic Republic character. That card may, and it gives to a symbol that looks like probably a, a move or advance type of um, is probably what it indicates, and may, and then gives another symbol that looks like maybe cover or bunker, hunker down, something along those lines, like take cover, is, is what those, I believe these two symbols to be, but there's no indication of what these are, and we probably won't know a lot of this until maybe in another transmission in the future, or even probably Adepticon when we get the full release of this. Um, on the right-hand side, it has two, like the bottom right-hand corner has uh, a symbol that like it looks like a red plus almost with uh, a number nine after it, which I'm assuming is maybe his life. But then, and then they also have like a another symbol that looks like something that you might see off of an EKG, where it's like a an up and down um, with a number two after it, um, which might be something. And again, they don't indicate what these numbers in particular are right now. Uh, like I said, I'm assuming maybe one is life and one is like his defensive ability or something along those lines but again they don't they don't really go into detail about what these particular numbers are it's just something for us to to dig into and think about but those what they call those tags on the bottom are the biggest things that we're going to be looking probably looking at when we're building our squad is for those synergies of having people like like rex you're going to want his other the other people around him to be galactic republics and you might galactic republic just so that you can take advantage of that ability. Um, and it, that carries over to the rest of the strike team. So you may not want to have a team that has the a Civil War era characters and the Clone War era characters if you're going to want to take advantage of all the synergies. Furthermore, you may not want to have a Asajj Ventress led team along with a, a team that has Galactic Republic because then you're gonna ha- you're not gonna be able to take advantage of those synergies across your entire strike team. 
So that's one of the things to keep in mind when we do get to the point that we have a full access to all of the information, as well as when you're, you know, we are looking to start doing your squad building and things along those lines. Um, and that's basically where the all the information, a rundown of all of the information in the squad building article. I, I do want to take a look also at their, the Shatterpoint mission article that came out uh, a week later on the 20th because um, I want to try and get through as many of these transmissions that have already come out prior to Adepticon so that if you are listening to these podcasts, you have at least all of the information available to you if you don't want to take the time to read the articles and just want a quick run down of them, you have the information available when Adepticon comes out. Hopefully they will be live streaming. Uh, they haven't really announced what they're going to be doing, but AMG is pretty good about giving us that information. So they probably will be live streaming or at least putting up on their YouTube channel. Hopefully on Twitch, though, they will be live streaming some of the demos of this game over Adepticon weekend. So the, uh, the article that came out on February 20th was in regards to the missions of Shatterpoint. And this article itself was fairly short. Um, they didn't really give a, a lot of information in regards to the missions and, and everything. They just came a really high overview of what to expect with these missions, um, what what you're kind of be doing. But it didn't. they didn't go into a lot of specifics. Um, in this particular article. Uh, the first thing that they did show, and they gave an, a, 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 fo a photo of or an image of, is what they call the struggle tracker. Um, and this is basically kind of like a an area where they have kind of like a tug of war, is, is how they describe it, between the two players moving this little struggle meter back and forth between both players and there's a zero in the middle and it goes from one to eight eight being all the way at the far end and basically what you're trying to do is win your the particular struggle so there's a back and forth there's not the indicates that there's not really rounds you just have a back and forth between the two players trying to move that struggle tracker all the way to your side and keep it from going to your opponent's side. And whoever gets it all the way to the end wins that particular struggle. Um, and this is, I'm gonna take that back. This is actually called a momentum tracker and you're, mom, the mom, you're tracking the momentum of the, your particular struggle. So, and that's where you want to make sure that you're, you're moving that momentum your way and keeping your opponent from getting the momentum on their side. Now they do go into basically how you win the game here. The big, the way you win the game is winning two struggles. Basically moving that momentum tracker all the way to your side two times. So you start out with a mission, an objective that you need to, that both players are trying to achieve during the game. That's basically your mission. So this particular card is chosen at random. It is called a phase one card. Um, it does have a map that shows the objective. And there again, there are images of this. It doesn't give a, a, a very specific detailed explanation of how this actually applies to the board itself. But it looks like there's a map that kind of 
breaks down where everything goes, where the objectives are going to be, and, and what you need to do. So it gives it gives, it's. I would equate this to similar to the tactics card, or the, I'm sorry, the um, crisis cards in Marvel Crisis Protocol. If you are familiar with that game, uh, which I think there's a lot of people coming over from Atomic Mass, from from sorry, from Crisis Protocol to this game just because of the familiarity with Atomic Mass games. Uh, so there is that that's what it's looking like these are going to be is that they're, you're going to have these these struggle cards these these objective cards that are going to give you what you need to accomplish in your first struggle uh, and it breaks down some of the information there so once that first phase ends whoever lost now they're they are obviously behind because now they need to win the next two struggles in order to win the game so since the first one was chosen at random. Now the player who lost the struggle gets to choose a phase two card. They are given an option between two different what they call maps to go ahead and choose from in order for the next objective. So you kind of have a an advantage of choosing something that might play better into your, your particular team that you have on the table. It doesn't say where these cards are coming from. And this might be something that we create when we are going to uh, the table. This might be part of our team building uh, inform team building process of looking at the different phase cards, and, and each person brings one or two of these, and you make a pool between the two each player of those cards. That might be the case. It's hard to say. Um, where these cards are particularly coming from. It doesn't really break that down, at least that that I saw in this article. Um, I could be wrong. If I am, please leave some uh, comments so that we and, and, and then we can definitely take a look at that. But um, like I said, what, what it does is that they, you have a choice between these different cards that are available and going from there. So once that that particular struggle ends, if the same player that won the struggle, the first struggle, wins the second one. They're the winner of the game. If both players have won, after uh, have won a struggle after this, then you continue into a phase three. And I'm assuming that there's going to be a phase three cards out there as well. And basically, you just keep going back and forth, going until one person wins. So it sounds pretty interesting. It sounds like there's a it's going to be interesting. There it doesn't sound like there's rounds themselves that are going to be played it looks like you're just you just go until the person wins two two struggles so there's not say like in marvel crisis protocol you pay play 16 or six rounds unless someone is able to score more points but in a lot of cases you go to the full six rounds so in this case there's not a round tracker you're just tracking your struggles and and trying to get to that point where you win your struggles your, your two struggles to win the game uh, so that again that's breaking down those two transmissions the, the first two gameplay transmissions that we were given by atomic mass games i have linked those in the show notes as well uh, if you want to give me a follow i am on instagram and i also am on facebook i have left those in the show notes as well the links to those in the show notes uh, go ahead and give me a follow on either one of those 
And if you want to leave comments and, and start a discussion, I'm more than happy to jump in there and talk about that with you. But as always, thank you for listening and good luck out there.